This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Hey, joining me on the phone right now is a guy who has worked with, you know, I'm going to say pretty much every damn musician in the world, it seems, or everyone that I like anyhow. Jimmy Buffett, John Prine, one of my favorites from NRBQ, Joey Spampanato, Jason Isbell, the list just goes on, but Todd Snyder, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. We're on tour. I think we're in Mass. Where are we? We're in New Hampshire right now. Got the night off. I'm going to go see the Cowboy Junkies in a little bit. Oh, not a bad show to see. Not a bad show to yeah. see at all. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Y- you are on tour with your Pick and Grin and Telling Stories and Taking Requests tour, which I love the name. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's the it's the biggest tour. I've been out here for 30 years, but for some reason I wanted to really do it this, this year. We're doing like so many shows, just one after the other. But it's cool. We've been out since August. I've been home since August. You know, well, I guess after a year and a half off, it's uh, probably welcome. That's what I, I was feeling because I had lived out there for so long and I didn't really, I never really got the hang of being at home. And so when they said we could book stuff again, I just said, book it till you can't. And all the way to Christmas. So it was going to be like a year and a half that will have been gone. And I lost my house. And right before last Christmas, a tornado went through my house. So the one little minute I was going to be home, I went and got a condo and just sat in it. But now when, when I get back and I get I go home for a minute this summer and I think my house will be finished by then. Oh my gosh, man, that's hard. That's horrible. Well, I, I did look at your tour schedule and I'm, I was absolutely dumbfounded. I mean, like you said, you're up in New England now. You're coming down the East Coast. You're going to go down across the country and then come back through the Midwest. And that like takes you to July. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's a way of life. You know, we have a really nice bus and it's comfortable. But, but I've, you know, as a troubadour and a busker to begin with, so I was traveling already, you know, hitchhiking really. And then, and, uh, it just kept going and going. And then I got so used to it. There's a guy named Ramblin' Jack Elliott, who was like the original busking troubadour. Or, you know, he was Woody Guthrie's protege or little buddy. And he, uh, he's still alive and still doing it. And I talked to him a lot about, about how you know it's like once you stop you can't once you start you can't really stop the older i get the more i appreciate that i'm going back to these towns again and again and again well i'll tell you you know you are kind of an old school artist i mean you cut your teeth way back when in the bars and everything else and you're 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 based in nashville right yeah yeah and i mean did music come to you just naturally i mean how or were your parents you know Todd, you must go take piano and, you know. Yeah, no, they, they, they really didn't like it uh, that I started doing music. And I, uh, I grew up in a sports kind of family, but I was always getting suspended and I just never really had it together and didn't really show any aptitude for anything. And then I was a bus boy and I made up a song about being a bus boy and just got so much positive reinforcement for it and everyone said i should go to an open mic and i went to the open mic and the guy who ran it told me that he thought i could make it and no one had ever said that to me about anything i moved into the guy's house kent finley he was a a songwriting um, mentor to a lot of people like uh, george Strait and stevie ray vaughn and and he he took me in and 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 taught me the troubadour life and I was already living it at the time. So it was perfect. Like I was already a hitchhiker and a sofa circuit person and I was seeing it as a way to, to be better at that. 
and like I thought that people will pick you up if you're hitchhiking and you have a guitar. But then as it kept going, it just kept going. And then I'd play bars and like the record guys would come like the movie. So I just went with it. Oh man, that was a hell of a ride. Well, I mean, how did you come to work with some of these greats? I mean, you know, John Prine, I mean, you know, you know, God, what a loss, what a loss that was. But I mean, you know, yeah. you just look at, you know, some of the people that you've w- collaborated with, either singing with or playing with or writing with. But I mean, how did how did that all come about? I mean, is that just because you've been doing it for so long? And I think so. You know, right at the beginning, I when I was really young, I followed John Prine around like a kid would follow the Grateful Dead. And I did the same thing with Jerry Jeff. And they both got to where they would recognize me. And then when I started coming up, they were both really proud of me because they'd seen me in the front row of their shows many times. And and so uh, as soon as it started, as soon as I got a record deal, John Prine took me on the road and uh, so did Jerry. And then uh, and then I just found that in, in music, it's um, it's almost like a version of the mob, except for every nobody hurts anybody. They just... Uh, like the Prines and the Guy Clarks and the Chris Christoffersons, like they're really protective of people like me. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it, I there's a there was a time when Guy Clark was alive that it was really known that you know Johnny Cash had been the had been the you know the 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 Don, and when he died, it kind of went to John Prine. And then Guy Clark was the consigliere. And when you'd get mobbed in, he'd, you'd go to his basement. Guy Clark, Isabel, I mean, uh, Hayes Carl, Jack Ingram, Isabel, myself, everybody has the story about jo- uh, when they went to Guy Clark's basement and got the rules read to them about how you're supposed to behave now that you're part of this uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> it meant a lot to me. He chewed me out that day, but he was also telling me I was in. So I was, he was like, you got to stop this, that, and this and that. Cause we don't do that. And I was like, we, okay, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> a, a little inside, inside look into the, uh, the underbelly of the music industry there. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. That's hysterical. Well, you are headed to Annapolis for a single show on the 18th of April in just a couple days. And yeah. you know, you, I, I would say that's like your album that was just released, but I mean, Christ COVID through everything, all, all of, all the things, but you've got the first agnostic church of hope and wonder, which goes along with the tour name is that's one of the favorite, a great name for an album, but is that Thank what you, you. that's you're promoting as we're going out on this tour? I only do a couple of songs because the, the songs, on the new album, um, work, I, I just sort of made, made them up on the spot there. I was trying to do something musical that was way out past what I know how to do it. And, um, because I had this time, I had just made a studio. I didn't have any touring to do. I didn't have any songs though. And so I started making up this crazy music that I'm still trying to figure out. Well, it is a departure. I mean, because, you know, and I, and I hate to pigeonhole any any artist because, I mean, that that's the worst thing I think in the world that you can do, I think. But, I mean, you, you know, you are generally in that folk country rock kind of genre area. And, and this the new album certainly had a lot of funk in it. And, yeah, you know, one chord songs like 
I was dying to try it, even though I thought the people who like me won't like this. But I've been dying to do it in this. Maybe this pandemic will be an excuse. And I feel like I got away with it, but I still wonder. It's like, should you have done that? Because sometimes I make records and just give them to my friends. Like, <laughs> but because they're so weird, you know, um, you know, I'll, and I, I know that people won't like them. Well, I'll tell you, you know, when you sit there, when I sit there and I, I wrote this out, I said, you know, it's got, you know, funk and country and folk and rock. And I mean, it shouldn't work if you look at it in writing. But boy, when you, you know, push play. It, it kind of works. It, it works. It it works. Yeah. No, and I usually play it. I've learned so much about the guitar, especially in the last five years or six years. That it has just kind of blown my head as a musician. I'm not really a musician. People aren't um, lining up to see what I've learned about recording. They mostly just want to hear what my new lyric is, I would think. But I get away with all kinds of different music, I think, because the the connection is a, is a narrative or a lyrical um, a well, thing, you know. Well, it is, it is, it is, and you know, I, I mean, I mentioned that you, you know, you cut your teeth in the bars and everything else, but you've also played probably one of the largest stages in the world at Bonnaroo, right? Yeah, that was a lot. And the one time I opened for Jimmy Buffett in um, in um, Ohio, and there was seventy two thousand people. That's my biggest one I've done. Do you have a preference to big or small? I like it smaller. I I, I like um uh, my favorite I think is is like maybe like a thousand people, the five hundred people I like. If it gets to be too many, uh, it gets to it gets uh, difficult for folk. A rock. I was in a rock band though, and we could play for miles of people. We were really good, but I was just the singer. I didn't have a whole lot to do with why we could move a field of people. I still don't know how they did it. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I can't remember who was I talking to. I was talking to, I guess it was uh, Felix Cavallari from the Rascals. And, oh, and, yeah. And, I mean, he was, we were talking about big bars and, you know, and, and big stadiums and stuff like that. And he says, oh, hell, big stadiums, man. That's where the money is. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. That uh, must, I mean, that, that must be. He, uh my uh, my manager, Al Benega, who was John Prine's manager, he got his start as the tour manager for the Rascals, and he grew up with Felix. Oh, really? Well, yeah. that 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 was that story. That was probably the guy that that put the Rascals are coming when they open or when the Beatles were coming to Shea Stadium or something like that. There was a great story behind that. That was uh, oh, I bet that was Al. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, it was it was a it was a great story because the, before they put us at the Rascals are coming, and the Beatles manager came and said, "You've got like about five seconds to put that off the." off the scoreboard or we're not playing oh, funny. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. Oh, funny but uh you know i'll tell you is there any song in your you know in your catalog that you just never get tired of playing i mean there's one uh oh can't complain that for some reason i feel like that's my main song and i made it up in the 90s and um it's still my favorite one and i open with it a lot i made it up after we bombed in phoenix really bad and uh I remember thinking that we were out of place and I was out of tune and that was the first couple lines. And then that song, I wasn't sure what it was about at first and it just keeps sort of revealing itself. You know, um, the, the best, mis the best things come out of the biggest mistakes that you make. I if think so too. I think so too. You know, the hottest kitchen, you know, or 
Yeah, that's true. Well, I do know that you're bringing it to Annapolis on the 18th, and we are in for one amazing show with Todd Snyder. And what can we do as an audience to make it equally as amazing for you? I mean, we're only 300 people here. Okay, we're a real small club, yeah. so uh, maybe maybe yeah. you should, maybe you should just play three times, and then that that'll give <laughs> that'll give you your thousand people and. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, actually, like that club, I love that club. That's like a really good size. Like 300 is is really fun to play for. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. And then I, I even can do smaller than that. I have fun. But that's, those shows, man, like, I tell you, like, I don't, yeah, if, if uh, I feel like the audience should just be able to do whatever they want to do to enjoy themselves. And I should be able to, um, you know, uh, have fun with it, you know, so I, I just, um, you know, it's not a very professional thing I do. Right. Um, but, but, uh, I, yeah, what can they expect? I'm not sure, you know, but I've been playing that place for so long. I always look forward to it. And almost always, I can't remember ever having a bad time there. That's always good to hear. Well, I'll tell you, you know, you're going to have a good time with 300 people. Actually, right now, it's only still about 270. I mean, so if you want to get tickets, you want to go to ramsheadonstage.com. I just looked, there are about 35 to 36 tickets left. So there's not a whole lot of time to get tickets to see Todd Snyder, who's going to be here on April 18th. The show is at 7.30 with the door at 6.30. And I want to thank you so much for your time tonight. I can't wait to see the show. And, um, you know, I just... You know, have a great time at the Cowboy Junkies tonight and uh, safe travels in that extra comfy bus on the way down to right. Annapolis from uh, from New Hampshire there. So uh, well, thanks for uh, talking to me. I really enjoyed it. All righty. Well, we will see you in a couple days. All right, man. I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, Todd. Bye-bye. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionannapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.